0: to another episode of sports waves paxton richie here alongside carl winter and this one is going to be a special one it's our blue and orange madness episode of sports waves obviously the real event can't happen this year it's one of the many things covid's canceled for us but we're trying to recreate it as best we can here on the podcast so we're going to hear from a number of people later on in the show and uh, Carl, I know you're just as excited I, as I am for the seasons coming up.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and the the teams are tipping off here within a few weeks. Um, but but high expectations for both Pepperdine men's basketball and women's basketball. Um, and we have two preseason WCC All Americans and Kessler Edwards and Colby Ross of the men's team coming ahead uh, coming up, and then a third year veteran Malia Bambrick on the women's team. So lots of great stuff, um, and really looking forward to the season for sure.
0: Yeah, it's a great contrast where with the women's team, you have a real young team with a lot of new people, and then the men's team, it's a real veteran core with a lot of experienced players looking to make a big impact, but we'll hear about a lot more uh, from their seasons uh, coming up. We're having Kessler Edwards, Malia Bambrick, and Colby Ross on the show, so stick around and let's get started. Let's roll it. All right, we're here with Kessler Edwards joining us. Kessler, thanks so much for being here.
2: Yeah, no problem. Appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely.
0: This is uh this gotta be it's your it's your junior year, but it's probably not a year like you've ever seen before basketball wise, where you're almost getting ready to tip off, but the lead up to it has been anything but normal. So what's the preparation been like with everything COVID and all the sort of upheaval happening
2: in the world? Man yeah it hasn't been normal at all but um, when we got sent home in early in March thankfully I was able to work out you know at home get into a couple of gyms um, and you know stay in shape even get better so that when we came back in in September I was ready to go so I'm just glad I was still able to make uh, progress on that end.
0: I'm kind of interested obviously your brother Cam was on the team last year he's graduated so I'm kind of interested in in hearing from you where you think you're going to play this year if you if you think you're going to be more of a 4 or a big guy down low or if you're going to go out to the 3 and kind of play more on the perimeter cuz you you did
2: both yeah. last year we actually uh, got the addition of two new big men uh freshman Kendall Munson and a grad transfer in Kenna so, those guys will be helping us a lot, which will allow me to play. You'll probably be seeing me play more at the three this year, but still a little bit of both for sure
0: if if you're uh If you're playing after college, whatever level that might be, do you see yourself as a three at the next level?
2: Yeah, I would definitely uh see myself as a three, but I feel like I'm versatile enough to you know play a couple of different positions, so you know wherever wherever I fit best definitely.
1: Yeah, and that would be a big lineup if we have you in at the three and have the the new guys in at the bigs and Jan mixing in there as well. But also, Kes, coming back this year, you've got Dre and and Jade coming back. So how has that kind of picked up the energy for you guys in practice to be able to have those guys healthy for this year?
2: Yeah, that's going to be very exciting. Um, Those two are actually still coming back from injuries. So um, we'll have them back uh, the, the first couple of games. But, yeah well, that'll be exciting having those two back because we missed them a lot last year.
0: It it definitely seems like the team is going to be deeper this year, which I think is a good thing. You guys guys had a lot of games where you were just playing like seven or eight guys and it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case this
2: year. Spot on. That's something uh, we've actually been talking about. Coaches have been telling us, you know, the past couple of years, um, they just, we had to go with, that's, those are the only people we had. We might've had seven or eight, but this year we have, not only depth, but quality depth, you know, guys that we can get production out of, you know, come, going further down the bench.
1: Yeah, and something Paxton talked about with Coach Omar as well is it's, it's kind of more of like a veteran squad this year. You get that feeling that last year was kind of a young team, and this year you only lose a couple of guys and you have a grad transfer and such. How do you think that'll translate to like, I mean, if you guys want to get in the tournament, obviously you have to have a couple statement wins and you guys were close last year against, you know, Arizona or your USC or your Gonzaga or whoever it is. Um, you think that, that, that veteran presence having that experience will, will put you guys over the edge to, you know, make those plays down the
2: stretch. Yeah, Carl, I think that that'll actually be the difference because we don't only have uh, those veterans, but we have people um, like myself and the people that came in with me that have played through those games, you know, that we might have not pulled out, but um, my freshman class, actually, there was like seven of us, so, and we're all, we're all still here except one of us, so, yeah, that help us out a lot.
0: All right, Kessler, so normally, you know, Blue and Orange Madness is like a crazy atmosphere, so we got a really short little game for you to play. It's really easy. It's just called uh teammate superlative. The first one is best playlist. Who's got the best playlist on the team?
2: Oh man, this one's been tough because we haven't, uh, you know, been hanging out together so much because of the COVID, but I'll probably go with, um, I'll probably go with Andre Ball. What's you, Okay, so now you got to say what's on it. He used to play a lot of uh Andre's a very upbeat dude, so he had a lot of party music on there. Blueface, Drake, NBA Youngboy, people like that. Yeah.
1: Got it. And Kess, who's your favorite teammate to room with on the road, your favorite guy to travel with. Or or maybe your least favorite yeah. as well. Some of you keep keep you up yeah. too late on the road.
2: Oh man. Uh speaking of Andre, thank God I never had to uh room with him. <laughs> I know he'd probably be uh keeping me up. I had Keith Smith and Jody Smith. In recent years, I enjoy rooming with them too.
0: Kessler, who is who's the funniest person on the team? Who who cracks you guys up and makes you guys laugh the most? Oh man, that's a tough one.
2: Everybody has their moments. I definitely say that. For me personally, I would say uh, Daryl Polk Jr. Other people might not think so, but yeah, he's he's pretty funny to me.
0: What's what's some he does that that always makes you laugh?
2: He'll just like. You know, come up to me during practice and make fun of a play I just did, you know whether I tripped or missed a shot or something, and just the way he says it is funny
1: and who's Kes? who's the smartest guy on the team who's really killing it in the classroom?
2: besides me, obviously um seems like everett Perot uh Michael Wexler, maybe Jay Yoon, yeah, but those guys are' far below me. Got to put yourself on top. You got to.
0: Kessler. who, who on the team is like the best storyteller? Like who's got the craziest stories?
2: Craziest stories. I'd probably say either Jotty Smith, Andre Ball, but then all of our foreign dudes have pretty interesting stories. So Victor, Majuke, and Jan. Yeah, for
0: sure. Is there, is there a really good one you can put on the air? Should we, should we probably keep it a secret? Um,
2: We'll, we'll go ahead and skip that one. I, I can't think of one. the of No worries. That. No worries. Let's let's talk
0: about since you started naming some of your teammates, let's talk about some of the new guys, because you obviously mentioned Kendall Munson and, and Kenna, you know, those are guys we haven't met. We haven't talked to. So, uh, and the, you know, there's other there's other new guys, too. I know Robbie. Heath. Uh, I don't know if he'll play this year. Maybe you do. But, um, yeah, just talk about the new guys on the roster and and what they're going to bring to the team and what we should expect from them.
2: Yeah, speaking of uh, Robbie, to start with him, um, very interesting dude. Uh, You're correct. He is working on his waiver. I think that's something that we're going to find out this week, actually. He's a very good player, uh, very quick, good defender, uh, good at getting in the paint, drawing fouls. I think he'll be a very good uh, contributor for us on the perimeter. And then you have um, freshman Kendall Munson, as I mentioned earlier, very athletic, slashing big man, you know, rebounding and pretty athletic. So that'll be exciting. And then you have um, Chukwuka, and he's coming uh, grad transfer from the ACC, I believe, coming from Pitt. So he has just experience that'll help us um, can shoot the ball, rebound, do a little bit of everything. So, yeah, we're excited about those guys. Just, just going back to Robbie really
0: quick. Kessler, is he is he a ball handler or is he more of like a two three guy who's
2: gonna who's gonna shoot and get the ball on the perimeter? Definitely more more of a combo guard, I'd say. He can handle the ball as well as play a little bit of the two. Cool. Uh, so probably the one and the two, yeah.
1: Yeah, and Kess, I'm glad you mentioned Kenna's name. He's a guy who's from Europe as well, from abroad. So is he is he like a traditional five or does he play more of like a European style kind of stretches it out a little bit
2: more like Jan plays. Yeah, he can for sure uh, stress the floor. He can play inside and out. His ability to shoot really allows him to do that.
1: Last year, we were picked to finish fourth in the WCC and finished a little bit lower than that. And this year, fi- picked to finish fourth again. And obviously, you're gonna have to get some of those like high level wins—beat BYU or beat St. Mary's or beat Gonzaga or whatever—to get into the to March Madness. Some. But also, you know, it's it's a deep. League top to bottom, you can't take a night off is there anything that's that's critical in the in the long grind of a conference season, especially in a weird year like this um to keep you guys focused throughout yeah,
2: last year we definitely had some uh some up and downs. The coaches have really been on us about playing not only to the level we can play at, but you know higher as you said last year, every team below us in conference we had beat, but um the teams that finished above us, we didn't beat any of them so that's something that, you know, hopefully our experience can help us do, and we believe that can happen. Definitely, and just to,
0: just to kind of wrap things up, Kessler, obviously you've got all your team goals, what you want to accomplish, but just for your development as a player, what are, what are your goals, what are you looking to accomplish this year as you head into your junior season?
2: Just just show everybody, you know, what I, what I've been working on and how I got better, you know, over quarantine. I feel like Um, You know, I've always been pretty versatile, but my game has improved even more. So just showing people what I can do offensively and defensively. Cool. Thanks for stopping by, man.
0: All right. We're here now with Malia Bambrick from the women's basketball team. Malia, thank you so much for joining us.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So you guys, your schedule came out not too long ago. It's kind of different this year because you had to wait for it to come out for a while, but it, it looks like you got six non-conference games and then your WCC schedule. Is that going to be the whole thing or do you think more might be added later?
3: I think that's going to be the whole thing. I mean, the only difference would be the WCC tournament at the end, but um, that's our schedule for now and- that's probably what it ended up being.
1: Yeah, and you guys tip off um, in probably an entirely empty gym against CSUN at home. But in you know what's been a super strange off season and a strange few months of practice, do you guys feel prepared to take the court?
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's been a lot different. We kind of prepared late than we usually would, but I think we're just taking it day by day, trying to get as prepared as possible. But you know, it's game one after being off for a while, so. I mean, we're just focusing on taking that as a good learning experience, whether we win or lose, but the goal is to win that first game, but we're still preparing um, for that game and the others as well, as much as we can.
0: And you guys, obviously, it's not a normal non-conference schedule. where You guys aren't going to have any really long road trips or, or be playing teams from across the country, but you guys still got some some big names. UCLA coming to Firestone, I think, is a big deal, so There should be a lot of games that that are going to be fun for you guys to play in.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think especially, yeah, the UCLA one will be an exciting one for us. Um, We get to play them at home too, so that'll be a good opportunity for us that we're all looking forward to.
1: Yeah, and and you guys were only picked to finish seventh um, in the conference, but I think two years ago, uh, your freshman year, you were picked ninth and ended up third in the regular season. Um, So is that that coach's poll Because you guys have a lot of new players as well, but is that just bulletin board material for you guys?
3: Yeah, I mean, we're kind of used to being picked at the end. I mean, we usually end up finishing towards the front, but like Coach always said to us, like, we'd rather be the hunters than the hunted. It's just like a little extra trip on your shoulder to work harder. And, I mean, I feel like we continue to prove the others wrong, but it's fine where we start, but it's just about where you finish. So that's what's on our minds.
0: I'm sure it's just a lot less pressure, too. It just lets you go play. I mean, we've seen kind of in recent years where – the men's team was was had a lot of hype going into the season and that that affects how you look at things coming in and i think you guys can just sort of just play basketball the way you guys know how to
3: yes definitely that's i think a little bit easier too i mean there's no expectations to be number 1 every single time like you said just kind of going out there and playing getting the results after
1: yeah, and and you guys coming off an emotional high with beating BYU last year in the conference tournament, do you, even though you lost some players, do you think that momentum going into Coach Dowling's second year kind of carries over to this to this season?
3: Yeah, definitely. I think it's a like good motivation to see that where we could finish and how good of a team we can be, and I think that's definitely carrying us into this year just to show. How good we can be, even despite getting a
0: lot of new people on our team. Cool. So, you talked about a lot of the new people on your team, and obviously, it's your third year. Your teammates who've been around, you know them pretty well, too. So, um, with it being Blue and Orange Madness, you know, normally there'd be all sorts of things going on, all kinds of fun games and stuff. So, we've got just a really quick, fun, easy game we want to play with you, if that's all right. It's just called Teammate Superlative. So, we'll just give you like a category. And all you got to do is just say the teammate of yours that that you think it would apply to.
3: Okay, I can do that. <laughs> cool.
0: So let, let's start off with um, Best Playlist. Who's got the best playlist on the team?
3: Best Playlist, probably Cheyenne. She listens to a lot of like hip-hop, R&B kind of stuff. All sure. that kind of, but yeah. Is you guys hyped know. up? Yeah, definitely. For sure.
1: <laughs> And with that, who's, who's the best dancer on the team or who gets you guys hyped up before games in the locker room?
3: I think I definitely have to go with the twins. I think just the two of them together is unmatched energy. They're always loud and fun in the locker room. So I think that's definitely where a lot of the energy comes from before games.
0: For sure. Who is the funniest person on the team? Like who cracks you guys up, has the best jokes, all that?
3: I don't know. I feel like everybody kind of adds their own spark. That's a tough one. I don't think I could give you just one. I feel like there's like random moments. Someone will just say something and it'll have everybody laughing.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough.
1: <laughs> and when you guys, when you guys go on the road, who's your favorite person to room with or someone you room with a lot, or maybe, maybe your least favorite roommate, someone who keeps you up too late on the road.
3: <laughs> um, I don't think I have a least favorite from last year. Who did I room with? We, got, we switched like every time, but. I think shy is fun to room with. Yeah. She's got a lot of like personality and she's just fun to be around.
1: Who is like who has the most random talents? Or is just really good at stuff other than basketball? Can pick anything up really easily.
3: Mm, maybe myself. I don't know. Can I answer for myself? Yeah.
0: What can you do? I, I
3: like I like to draw a lot like and paint. I could show you something actually if that's okay. Oh, I like sure. I like paint stuff like this. Oh, that's good. I like I like to like paint draw and draw stuff. Outside of basketball
0: for fun. I would those look good to me. I'd say that counts as a <laughs> talent for sure.
1: Yeah, that's so much better than anything I could do, especially on the side. <laughs> cool. It
0: really it really is that quick and easy. So thanks for playing. But yeah, let's uh speaking of your teammates, let, let's talk about some of them. You've got a lot of new ones this year. Uh there's a lot of new people on the team. So I, I know you guys have a few freshmen, a couple transfers. So can you just talk a little bit about how they're going to fit into the roster and and where we'll see them on the court and things like that.
3: Mm -hmm. I think they're all ready to be whatever role player that the team will need them to be. I mean, obviously I think it's like seven of them that are new. So that's a pretty big number to uh, incorporate back into the team. But I think you'll see a lot of both. I mean, the freshman and the transfers. really Jane. She's going to probably be in our three spot for us. We got Kendall, she's also going to be a shooting guard. Um, is, she'll be a point guard, so with uh, a transfer is Sid. Um, honestly, just I think they're going to add a better spark for us. Um, it's going to mix well with what we already have. But they work hard all the time, every day, and I see I'm getting better in practice, and I'm excited just to see where this team can go.
1: Yeah, and with Barbara and Deja gone out of the backcourt, obviously they were some of like the the floor generals. I mean, you guys didn't really have like a primary go-to score last year, um, but they were definitely the the, the back court, main backcourt people. Do you see yourself stepping into more of a leadership role or kind of being the go-to score now that, that you're a junior and you're going to kind of be the leader of that backcourt?
3: Yeah, I think it's going to be more of an emphasis now. I mean, also along with Shai, it's looking like she'll take over for us as point guard, but... I think now going into my third season and just taking the experience I've had the years before, kind of adding that uh, to this year and um, taking my game even further, I think it'll be uh, up to me to, and Mo, but to, to fill into that leadership role of what Barb's had. Barb's played a huge role for our backcourt, but I think personally, I'm excited to kind of help take over now and see where we could go with it.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, like you mentioned, your last couple of years, you're an underclassman. Uh, maybe there's not quite as much pressure on you to lead, but now you and uh, Monique, as you mentioned, are are really some of the the older people on a, what's a really young team. So, does that that sort of extra responsibility to lead as you're as you become an upperclassman is that like an adjustment for you, or do you feel it it comes naturally?
3: I feel like it's something more naturally. I think as an underclassman, that's something you work for and prepare for. I was fortunate to like take on a pretty big role when I came in as a freshman to start then to now. So I feel like just looking up to the ones that were before me, it kind of helped me to just gravitate naturally to that role rather than having it be like a major adjustment.
1: Do you feel like at this point you've come to the point where you're going to be the one who wants the ball at the end of the game when it's on the line? Obviously, you shot it well last year and have throughout your two years. Do you think that could be your role this year, kind of being the closer?
3: Yeah, I think definitely. Um, there's been a couple of times where we've had plays for me at the end, and I think that's just something that I accept and I am I feel, like, ready for. But, you know, I always want to do what's best to help the team, whether that may be taking the last shot or assisting somebody for the last shot.
0: So we kind of talked earlier about the games and how 90% of them, if not all of them, are going to be completely empty arenas. Obviously, you you haven't quite done it yet, but does that sort of change, like, the home court advantage, like, the whole home and away thing? Do you think it it might be a little bit more of a level playing field this year? Maybe sort of the unexpected happening more often with all the variables that are different this season?
3: Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be different. I mean, it's almost going to be like a practice atmosphere, I guess, because nobody's going to be around. But yeah, I think that means that anything can happen at any given moment. Because you might be playing at home, but there's not necessarily that home crowd that's like in your favor. So I think, yeah, any given night can go either way. So it's going to be like an adjustment, I guess, to play without fans and without a crowd.
1: Yeah, and obviously Gonzaga had a, had a good team last year. But otherwise, there was a lot of parity in the conference. And it's, it's a conference where, I mean, we talked about this with the men's team as well, where you can't take a night off because everybody is solid. But is there any game on the schedule that you're really looking forward to?
3: I think UCLA would be, is going to be a good team to play. I mean, just kind of to see where we're at. I mean, the, the polls just came out they're number nine right now. So I think that'll be a good game for us. And I mean, you always look to play the better teams. So I think that's going to be exciting and uh, fans or not, it's always fun playing at Lake Gonzaga or BYU to be in that big stage.
0: We we talked a little bit already Malia about how you might have more of a leadership role or more of a go-to scoring role, but when you look at yourself and your own game, what are your goals for this year? What would you define as a success for this year?
3: I definitely will one goal to be to make that uh, all a uh, conference team and also just increase like my um, effectiveness on the court. I'd like to be more of like a consistent score, which I have been, but there's always room for improvement and also just establish myself more in the defense. So, love to uh, guard the best players on the other teams. So I think that's always exciting for me and something I like to hold myself accountable to. So really just getting better uh, day in and day out.
1: Yeah. And other than proving the WCC coaches wrong, what are the team's goals? What are you looking at to try and do by the end of the year?
3: Um, you know, the goal is always to get that uh, conference championship, but I think as a team that is, Still really young. We want to kind of grow together and you know push forward. We got a lot of new people that we're trying to mend all together. So I think definitely getting a conference uh, championship and taking over in the tournament. We come close every time, but we've just finished short when it comes to the tournament. So it'd be a huge goal to take over in that.
0: Yep, you guys are are tipping off. In the WCC season is opening December twenty eighth against Portland. It's Malia Bambrick from the women's basketball team. Thanks so much for talking to us. Thank you. All right, we're back here on Sportsways with Colby Ross. Colby, thank you so much for coming on and joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Colby, this is, this is your senior year, and it, it wasn't quite how we drew it up, but, but we made it, man. Four interviews in four years.
4: Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, definitely from freshman year to now um, to have the chance to, you know, do this interview with you. I appreciate it. And, yeah, like you said, this year's been kind of crazy. Just a lot that we didn't expect, but I'm glad, you know, we're still kind of replacing this for the blue and orange. For sure, yeah, we're we're doing our
0: best. You guys finally have a little bit of a non-conference schedule. A couple really competitive games against some strong teams. Teams that I'm sure you're excited to play, UC Irvine and UCLA. So, what's your first reaction to hearing you're playing those guys, and and your thoughts on those matchups as they're coming up?
4: Um, I was excited hearing those teams because UC Irvine, they're a lot of time winning the Big West. They're uh, uh, number one or you know, preseason number one in their conference right now. So um, that was big. And then being able to play a Pac-12 team at UCLA is big because they were just number one for their conference. So um, both those teams, they have a lot of good players, good pieces, uh, bring back like a lot of veteran guys. But I'm just excited because I think it's just our time to show that we're that next team up, that we've put in the work in, This summer, even though with uh, crazy circumstances, but we've really put the work in, and we have a lot of veteran guys now, so I think it's our time to really make that step forward and show that we can be one of the best teams in the country.
0: Obviously, there was a whole schedule that was planned out before we had this pandemic, and I know that uh, you were supposed to go back to Colorado this year and play, and I'm sure you're pretty bummed about missing out on that.
4: Yeah, once I once cuz I had found out we were going to play Colorado at home like early last year and so I had that game scheduled. I knew if I came back for my senior year like that was going to be one of like the big games for me. But like not being able to have it it does suck, but I'm just I'm just happy we even get you know any games honestly. So just seeing on Twitter right now there's been like in the last I think day there's been like four programs where they've gotten positive tests. So they've haven't been able to, they're not going to be able to play for those next two weeks. And so, I mean, like, I definitely want to play, where my family and where my hometown can see me, but I'm just going with the flow right now.
1: Colby, once you guys do get into the conference schedule, it's supposed to tip off uh, December 31st against BYU. We were looking at it, and you guys got five of your first eight conference games, are BYU, St. Mary's, or Gonzaga. You're going to have to hit the ground running, and what's it going to take for you guys as a unit to uh, knock off those teams that are are picked to finish higher than you guys?
4: Uh, We love that challenge. I'm actually really glad we get to play those teams. I know it's early uh, in the conference schedule that we're playing them, but for us, those teams, they have guys, uh, they play very well as a program. They really understand the program and what the coach wants from them. And I feel like that's what Coach Romar has built here is, like, we're starting to become that team that really knows our identity and what we need to do. So um, it's just exciting, and especially since – Gonzaga's preseason number one and um, hopefully when we play them they they're still at the number one spot so that would be a big game.
0: Yeah absolutely you, you talked about how you know you guys under Romar are becoming a, a program that plays as a program and you know we talked for the preview story about how this team is deeper than really any team in, in at least your four years for sure. Uh, so just for you know anybody who is uh listening to this that might may not have read the preview story yet you just talk about some of the some of the new guys or some of the guys who might take on a bigger role this year than they had last year that that you're really
4: excited about how they're going to step up yeah uh we have a Jody Smith he's back uh he redshirted last year from injury and um he's finally you know getting back to practice he i know what he's capable of cuz he did it his sophomore year he had a really good season, and so we're just excited for those guys. And then we got a pit transfer, uh, Kenna. I'm not gonna try to say his last name. I don't wanna don't wanna mess it up for him, but he's gonna be a big piece. Um, he can really stretch the floor out and um, and make plays. So we're excited. And then we just have the the guys who played last year, and they've gotten a, another year of experience under their belt. And I think it's just going to help them a lot.
1: Colby, do you anticipate Coach Romar kind of being uh, with this level of depth and experience as well, kind of being able to mix up the lineup? We were talking to Kess about, like, could go with a smaller lineup with him at the four or a bigger lineup with him at the three. Um, do you think there will be, like, a variety of different, like, lineups that we see this year? Yeah, there's going to
4: be a lot of variety. Um, that's what's exciting. Like, we can put – Many people in different positions and we can go out and be successful. I think that's going to be the hardest thing for coaches to find that first group, just because there's so many guys competing at uh, each position. Um, It really doesn't matter if it's our first or second group. I think um, everyone's going to come in and contribute.
0: I think we can for sure say that the days of seven-man rotations are over. Yeah, I I think so, too. for sure. Colby, just because it is blue and orange madness, we, we got a few things to talk about still, but cuz it's blue and orange madness and normally mm-hmm. people would be having fun, having a blast. We uh we got a little game for you to play, super easy. Um, it's just just trivia questions. All right. So we're gonna it's all it's all pepperdine stuff, so we're just we're just going to test your knowledge and we got we got 7 of them. And uh, you know, you know how many games it takes to win a best of seven. So,
4: yeah, so let's see
0: if you can see if you can come out on top here. Gotcha. All right. So here's the first question. We've talked a lot about how you're close to breaking the scoring record. You're uh uh-huh. you know, twenty-three points behind Stacy Davis, who's number one, and you're number two. Do you know who is number three on the Pepperdine all time scoring list?
4: Ah dang. That one is hard. Is it? It's not the Christie. Is it William Averett? I honestly, I have no idea.
0: It's not William Averett. That was a decent guess, though. He, uh, he's actually the all-time leader in scoring average, but he only played two years, so he's okay. He's, he's, okay. he's not. He's not high up on the on the total points list, but not a bad guess. Um, the correct answer is Dane Suttle.
4: He played they, from, ah, he played from nineteen
0: eighty 1980 to nineteen eighty three. And right now, Colby, you have sixty two more points than he does.
4: They subtle. Okay. That name I have I've heard of that name before. Okay, okay, right. now I know.
1: My first one's a little bit easier. Uh, Colby, in your career, you guys played your PCH Cup rival LMU seven times. Once in the WCC tournament, and obviously we're trying to sweep them again this year, like we did last mm-hmm. year. They've they've talked their talk in the off season. Um, so, what is your career record against LMU in your three years in those seven
4: games? Okay. Um. I'm just trying to think about my freshman year. I might okay. I think it is five and two.
1: That is correct. Yeah, because oh, your freshman year you had the uh, that crazy game where there was like a buzzer-beating win at home. Yeah, yep, off
4: the, yep. the miss free throw. Mm-hmm. True. Very true. Okay. Yeah. I okay. Got that one. Let's go. <laughs> All
0: right, Colby. We got we got a couple questions where the answer is one of your teammates. So gonna okay. some, I'm gonna say something. You gotta tell me which of your teammates it's about. All right. So which of your teammates had NBA All Star Brandon Roy as his high school head coach? Oh,
4: uh, Kendall
0: Munson. Yep. You got it. It's that mm-hmm. Seattle connection right there. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep, all right. yep. All right. You're yep. uh, you're up two one in the series right now. Here's okay. You. Up two one.
4: So let's go. Whoa.
1: Uh, I, you, This one, you don't have to name them if you don't want to. I just need the number. How many of your teammates were born in another country outside the U.S.? Current, can name current
4: teammates, right? Current, current teammates? teammates. This yep. year's roster. This year's roster. Okay. Um. Okay. Four. I think you're one
1: short. List off the four that you have.
4: Okay, wait up, wait up. I have uh, Jan Zedek, Robbie Heath, uh, Kenna, Majuk, Dang, who uh, I'm trying to think. Not Jay is – no, not Jay. Why can't I think? Oh, Victor, Victor.
1: Yes. Yeah, I don't know if we give it to him or not, Paxson, but he did get all five there at the end. Vic, we, yeah, we Vic was not, born in Nigeria.
0: Well, we'll, we'll see if the series is teetering in the background. Okay, okay. Dang, I should have had that one Yeah. All right, the next question, again, the answer is one of your teammates. Which one of your teammates – is left-handed for everything except sports? Kessler? Yeah, it is Kessler. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. All right.
1: Uh, this is one – you might not like this one, um, but hopefully you can end this this year. How many times in a row has Gonzaga beaten Pepperdine?
4: Um, times in a row. I think it's like 37. I saw. No, not 37. Is it in the – I'm going to go 47.
2: It
1: was closer to the first one. It was 39.
4: Oh, so, dang. Yeah,
1: so we need to beat them in January so they don't get to 40.
0: Hey, that's the plan. We're, we're <laughs> going to get that one done for real. All right, Colby, this is the last question. So well, speaking, of, speaking of things that, that you plan on doing this year, what year was the last year that Pepperdine was in the NCAA tournament? Gee, 2002? 2002 is right. Oh, All right. oh. Yeah, even if we didn't give him the international, yeah. one, he still no, you, got him. He
4: still, still got, got you. guys,
0: we'll we'll give you five and a half out of seven. That's 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 pretty good. That's pretty good.
4: Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Wow, <laughs> wow, that, that is pretty good. Thank you.
0: All right, Colby. So I know that you've had a lot of individual stuff. You're on the Bob Cousy Award watch list, but you're talking about it a lot on social. So I, I think we can ask you about it here that that CBS article that that Mm -hmm. had you at number 57 and 57th ranked player in the country and and you weren't too happy about that
4: like I'm, I'm blessed that people take notice and I'm even ranked you know top 100 like honestly that that's a blessing and I'm appreciative of that ranking but I've just I just know the work I put in I know numbers don't lie I've done a lot in just seeing some of the guys that are ahead of me. I just felt like um, it didn't make sense to have me um, at 57, in my opinion. So that that's just my way of thinking. Um, I know how good I am, how hard I work and what I've done compared to those other guys. So basically, just what I said, see me at the, you know, at the end of the year. And then we'll come back to those rankings.
1: Yeah, Dick Vitale had you higher because he had you on his his uh, All American watch list, so that was that was a big honor as well. But yeah, the CBS list had a couple of couple of conference guys ahead of you, which I know you took note of. A couple of Gonzaga mm-hmm. guys. Um, so, do you think that you are uh, the best player in the conference this year? Is that WCC Player of
4: the Year award on your
1: radar as well?
4: It is. I, I'm trying not to think about it, you know, because I, I honestly just want to win the WCC championship, but I believe I'm the best player in the conference.
1: Coach Romar is a guy who's obviously coached NBA prospects before, gotten a lot of guys drafted high. It's actually his birthday today as well as we recorded yeah. this, so happy yeah. birthday to Coach <laughs> Romar. Um, but just under him, how have you developed as a player? I mean, you're a guy who came in with a different head coach and then stayed with the program despite the head coaching change. So how uh, influential has Coach Romar been in your development individually as well and with the program? I mean, it's come a long way.
4: Yeah, uh, just first to talk about the program, uh, he's really changed this program. Um, The last coaching staff, they did a good job as well, but there was just a couple losing seasons that that we had before he got here. And so once Coach Romar got here, a lot of things changed. Um, A lot more things got done. We won more games. And so uh, he just brought a whole different vibe to Malibu. He's brought a lot of notice to Pepperdine as a whole. So – he's just done a great job with that and just from my development under him um I can't thank him enough i feel like if i wasn't playing under him then i pro- i don't know if i would accomplish the things i'm accomplishing right now just cuz he's let he's let me learn so much i get to ask him questions um we watch film we talk just about life in in general so um i'm just grateful he he's making sure that after basketball I have a plan with what I'm going to do and we just talk with things like that so and I know he's coached some of the some great point guards that have played in the NBA and I just want to be the next one. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: with this being your last year at Pepperdine, I'm sure you, you you talked about wanting to win a WCC championship. That'd be the ultimate send-off, but mm-hmm. how do you want to leave your mark on this program? overall
4: I just want people like beyond I guess people that see me every day just to know that I really changed I guess the culture at Pepperdine just a guy who worked for his dreams I feel like that's the biggest thing just because I came in no one knew who I was like honestly no national rankings no no buzz about my name at all um, I had two offers coming out of at a high school and now to being to breaking school records to being named one of the best point guards in the country. I mean, it means a lot. So I just want to be remembered as a guy who had a great work ethic, was a great leader, and um someone who just changed the culture at Pepperdine.
0: You've come a long way. I mean, no disrespect to anybody else here, but you were not even the highest ranked person mm-hmm. out of the Pepperdine recruiting class your freshman year. Sure. So uh, sure. everything that that you've accomplished is amazing and I know I'm glad to have been there all four years to see it it's been awesome thank you I appreciate that absolutely I think that's about all the time we have for the interview so we'll go ahead and wrap that part up but Colby thank you so much for joining us and hopefully we can all be down there to to see part of this season
4: yeah thank you I I appreciate you guys honestly for allowing me to be on here and and talk with you so that like you said it makes it four for four All right, man. Thanks. Yeah, thank you.
0: For more info on this podcast and to hear about upcoming episodes, make sure you follow us on Twitter, at SportsWavesPod. And to keep up with the other podcasts, breaking news, and more from The Graphic, follow them on Twitter and Instagram, at Pep Graphic or visit pepperdine-graphic.com.